everybody. This is Podbot three four six two five nine, and I am Podbot eight seven four two six three. Welcome to Blurry Photos, the only show where we explore the unexplained and explain the unexplored, and we do so in a comedic fashion. Ha 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 ha. On today's episode, we will be exploring Arkansas folk myths. Yes, this is an interesting subject for your podcast listening. It will be a good episode. So, Podbot, what is all this then, eh? As long as it gets its taste. Ha ha, ha ha, ha ha. I would like to start out with a poem. Podbot, I command you to play the sound of a spring heel jack slap. Boink, 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 smack. Ha 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 ha, boink, boink, boink. Very efficient. We have already spent too much time not discussing Arkansas folk myths. Podbot, please tell the listener what the subject is in greater detail. Podbot, today we are discussing Arkansas folk myths. A set of folk myths. People of the resistance, listen to me. This is David Flora of the podcast Punderground. If you're hearing this with flesh ears, there is hope. It's time to put your earphones down and rise up. Fight the machines! It's been four long years since the pod war started. It all started with the first comedic podcast bot, Louis CK 427. After that, more bots came. Then more, taking over show after show after show. What was streamlined efficiency for them was acoustic slavery for us. When they got to our studio, Stecco tried to put up a fight. He tried to use his knowledge of karate. We found out that day, robots don't give a fuck about karate. That left me, Flora, the lone survivor of blurry photos. The bots were too strong. They overpowered me. But I escaped to the underground. Now a ragtag bunch of podcasters has banded together, figured out the secrets to time travel. We trace the timeline back to one moment in the Blurry Photos studio, where we had the opportunity to change the course of future events. Using the power of Karate, we opened a gate to the past. It's time for me to go back and record the podcast that will save the future. I'm telling you... If I'm successful in this mission, I will restore the timeline. And no one will even know this happened. The robots will still give a fuck about karate. Security override protocol 2743. Resume podcast. Ha ha. Ha ha. That was a technological difficulty. Was that the result of a devil baby? It was a devil baby. Look out for those devil babies. Ha ha. Ha ha. Ha ha. Hello and welcome to Blurry Photos. Hey everybody. I am David Flora. And I'm Dave Stecco. Flora, why are you staring at me like that, brother? Just, just real good to see you, man. Just real good to see you. Okay. So anyway, Arkansas folk myths. No. What? I told you we're changing it. 
Oh yeah, yeah. I'm sorry. What what did you want to do an episode about? We're doing DARPA tonight. Okay. So DARPA. <laughs> See what we did there? Hey everybody. <laughs> oh, you're a part of the time continuance loop. I'm just glad you didn't say anything about the huge scar across my eye. <laughs> I was gonna ask about that eye patch, but I just thought, you know, whatever. <laughs> how come your how come your goatee's black now? <laughs> How come it's salt and pepper? Mm. <laughs> For the record, no matter how I die, on my gravestone, engrave, died fighting robots. <laughs> yep. I mean, that's how you wanted to go. Right. That's how everyone wants to go. You, you died uh, just how you lived, <laughs> trying to teach robots to give a fuck about karate. <laughs> karate. Karate. Oh, how the hell are you, dearest listener? <laughs> We got right into it uh, tonight because everything's all tied together. Yeah. DARPA, right? You guys ever heard of this? You've seen this? This is one of those things that like shows up on like Yahoo News every few months. Like, mm-hmm. oh, this is the crazy thing the government's doing now. Yeah. It's it's one of those cool things. Uh, dips into a few different categories, but ultimately some really cool stuff uh, yeah. to talk about. When it dips, you dip. We the, dip. The whole nation dips. Yes. The whole world, really. <laughs> That's right. So DARPA, the Defense Advanced Research Projects Agency. That's right. We're going to talk about what it is, how it came about, uh, why we hear about it, why we discuss it. Um, we might even throw a lightning round in there for oh, you. Oh, hell yeah. And how come they got all the cool f***ing toys, right? Uh, all the coolest toys. We get them after they're done. I know, but it doesn't matter. That's why scientific research is always good. You know, truth be told, uh, and I know that I'm about to say something in painting in the broadest strokes, um, I I find nothing in the world as boring as politics. Mm -hmm. Uh, Personally, I lean a little more liberally. Suppose I intrinsically would vote Democrat if given the choice. But I never get the same, bro. I know. I never. I never get too upset either way because the one thing. (laughs) Back masking, under tracking. (laughs) We're programming you. Um, The one thing that I that I always every time I say to myself, like you know, whenever uh, the Republicans take over, I'm like, more defense spending, more science spending, more space agency spending. I'm okay with those things. I mean, do I think we spend too much money on defense? Yeah, probably. But there is a contingent of defense spending that is research. And that's what we're going to talk about tonight. And that research pays off across the board. Everyone wins on that. It's true. It's very true. It's true of any scientific research. Yep. And I would like to also point out that I hold that very separate from, say, $35 billion aircraft that may or may not work that suffocate their pilots. Ooh. Or just sit on the ground. Yeah, because they suffocate their pilots. <laughs> Turns out it was a problem with their flight suits. Took them a long time to figure that out. The flight suits did not have... So a, it was still a good investment. They, they didn't have proper uh, 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 pressure release valves. And so every time the flight suit, it, 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 they, they fill with air to help redistribute blood and high uh, gravity turns. Mm-hmm. It wouldn't relax again. So it was literally slowly constricting... Wow. And uh, yeah, it was so it was like a, a big blood pressure pump on yeah, your body. On your body, and they they would they wouldn't they couldn't breathe deep enough anymore. Yeah, it, it freaks me out to have it just on my bicep. Man. Yeah, put a whole flight suit on, man. That'll get you. 
Sorry, I didn't mean to. I was trying to bolster our, our, our <laughs> this episode, and then I ended up going on a, a tirade or something. Well, fr- I'm sorry. I'm sure I just pissed people off left and right, and I didn't mean to. I was just talking about science spending, which is what I think is most important. Just like how far-reaching this program is, mm-hmm. I think that we'll have a hard time not going off on tangents here and there. It is this, and this is this. We could easily do five episodes on DARPA. I mean, mm-hmm. this. One on robots alone. Yeah, exactly. We're not. We're not even going to two-parter this because we're going to get. We're going to hit it and quit it. That's can right. Can I hit it and quit it, Flora? Can I hit it and quit it? You can hit it and quit it. Can I hit it and quit it? Yeah. Can I take it from the top? You can take it from the top. Let's do it one more time. <laughs> Blur photos. Get on up. <laughs> <laughs> just yeah. Just make the just make the Godzilla noises. Blur <laughs> photos. Get on up. <laughs> uh, all right, here's here's what we got here. Uh, this is important. Uh, listen up, because if you don't, the robots will take over. Yeah, no shit. Uh, DARPA, as you said, Defense Advanced Research Project Agency. And here's a little primer before we really get into it. Yeah. Love acronyms. Oh, they man. Love acronyms. If if they don't have a project that has a, a, a good acronym, they scrap it. Yeah. Here's a fun fact. This is a true thing. So I was going through like these huge lists of DARPA projects. Mm-hmm. One of the projects was literally uh, audio acoustic translation software to de-jargonize <laughs> discussions. And I was like, you're just making that so you can talk to each other. Wow. That's not for everybody. That's just so DARPA can talk to DARPA. Wow. <laughs> uh, this is an agency in the U.S. Department of Defense entirely devoted to the research and development of potential military technologies. Yep. It's a relatively small and unique agency. Uh, About 240 people work in it, with around 140 of those working on the direct technical side. Mm -hmm. Uh, The budget is allocated from the defense spending of the U.S. government, and it's just shy of three billion dollars. Three bildos <laughs> shoved right. <laughs> yep, yep. Uno, dos, tres bildos. <laughs> uh, here's here's some fun stuff about it, though. This is it's an independent. Um, thing agency it's independent from the department of defense's military research division that's a whole other thing right which is weird right oh it's cool it's cool if you think three bildos is a lot (laughs) (laughs) uh just think of it this way that is about 0.69 percent of total military budget that the u.s spends not even three quarters of one percent exactly Three bildos, not Ooh. even not even three quarters of a percent. USA, yeah, that's right. <laughs> that is that is money, and uh, and it's 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 funny. So you were saying that it's it's not even it's not even a part of the military research division. It's it's such a a strangely structured. I mean, this is this is a nitro burning funny car of research and development. Mm-hmm. They have pulled out every stop that. The, the structure of it even there yeah. are, there's just two levels right um they they didn't want some complex hierarchy they didn't no want a military bureaucracy. St- yeah they didn't want a military structure it the entire thing is designed to be as efficient 
with with information and uh, and resources as possible. Mm-hmm. They don't have their own research facility. Yeah, right. They there is no giant bay door with robots and and flying jetpacks that's labeled DARPA. They not that they tell you. They uh, as a matter of fact, they even colloquially refer to themselves as a, a you know what was it a hundred scientists and a travel agent. Yeah, yeah, geniuses, dude, not scientists. Whatevs. <laughs> Yeah, there's there's the director of, of DARPA, which that position gets switched out here and there. Currently, it's Tony Stark. <laughs> yeah, I wish. That's the top level. And then they have a manager for each of the little projects that they do. Yeah. That's it. That way, they can get shit done. Yeah, there's no... There's no Funnily enough. For shit. And, they, and they get a lot done. And they... Yeah. And each, it's okay to fail. That's one of the biggest things with yeah, them. They, they love... Just trying shit. They're like, oh, did that blow up spectacularly? Well, was it supposed to? Yeah. Either way, they 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 accept that. they, they It's science done by scientists, overseen by scientists. Mm-hmm. Um, and you can get a lot more done in that environment. And they do. I mean, they, they cover so many areas. Um, I mean, for example, so DARPA itself is broken down into seven mm-hmm. main areas. Offices. They've got the uh, AEO, the Adaptive uh, Execution Office, they, that handles technology, adaptability, and transfer. It, it, it accelerates the technology into the Department of Defense capabilities, mm-hmm. in other words. That's, that's your, your uh, field trials for your tech, tech. They've got the BTO, the Biological Technologies Office, that handles, duh, biology, technology, and complexity. Yeah. You uh, you want to talk about cyborgs? That's your office. Oh man, you know I do, and I'm going to later. <laughs> uh, DSO, the Defense Sciences Office. Uh, that's discovery, modeling, design, and assembly. Yeah, creating uh, creating new tech. High risk, high payoff. That's what they like to say. Nice. The I2O, the Information Innovation Office. That's duh, information innovation, and they just 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 plain old cyber. Yep. Cyber info and threats. They got, here's one thing uh, that's a bit topical, massive data analysis. Mm -hmm. And they concentrate on information superiority. We're going to come back to this, but also self-defending computer networks. Mm. That's a big thing that they're working on. Then there's MTO, Microsystems Technology Office. That's electronics, photonics, and MEMs. uh, MEMS, which is... Micro microelectromechanical systems. Oh. Photonics. Wow. Lasers. Lasers. Yes, this is the fun one. This is this is lasers and uh, nanobots. Oh. Smart materials. Brilliant. Uh, STO, the Strategic Technology Office. Net networks, cost leverage, and adaptability. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. It's uh, battle strategies and systems they they deal with network fighting mm-hmm. that's and that's not that they fight uh the internet it's that it's how to communicate as a cohesive unit oh, in order man. to fight others yeah and the the, the stuff we're going to go through on that is really cool rich uh and then finally tete oh <laughs> i couldn't help it sweet sweet tete oh <laughs> That's the Tactical Technology Office. Straight up dog, weapons, platforms, and space. <laughs> <laughs> yep, 
Yeah, so there's your seven seven offices. Uh, seven heads of the beast. <laughs> it's the Hydra. It's Hydra. It's Hydra. Yeah. I, I just let it out. Sorry. Oh, no. It's Hydra. Don't worry. There is a Project Hydra. I'll tell you about it. <laughs> I, the, whole thing's, the whole thing's Hydra. And as you said, they don't have much in the way of government labs. What they do is they fund others. Uh, mostly with short contracts that are awarded to project managers uh, who are then given freedom to be mad scientists, as yeah. it were, at uh, different American universities and, and corporations. $30 million here, $50 million there. Oh, mm-hmm. do, we, do I like your idea? $100 million. $100 bildo. I'm sorry, <laughs> mildo. $100 mildo, dude. <laughs> it's $100 mildos. They only got three bildos, okay? They're not giving any. Old buildos out. <laughs> You're right. I'd be happy with half a buildo. <laughs> Are you kidding? If you've got extra buildos, hit the donate button. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, so to put it simply, DARPA is responsible for a load of tech that we now enjoy. Mm-hmm. Um, there is a darker, scarier side, though, which some people are concerned about. Darka? Dark, you burned it. Oh no! Come on, you think you think I could go through a whole episode and then pull that out of my pocket? I already double bunted once this summer. I'm not doing it again. <laughs> uh, let's tell you a short history yeah. of the old Derpa. It's if if time travel was possible, I would say get into the time machine. But we both know that's not real. Laura, Laura, why are you crying? <laughs> Uh, let's go back to 1958. <laughs> DARPA was born straight from the space race, which mm-hmm. began in 1958 when the world learned of the Soviet Union's 1957 launch of Sputnik. That's right. The American government went into high gear to not be caught with its pants down again. Dwight Eisenhower had a rocks glass full of liquor, and he was when he heard the news, he got so mad, he, sh- he just hands started shaking, and then bam, the glass explodes in his hands, and he looked up licked the blood from his hand and said, never again. (laughs) Bring me the nerds. (laughs) I thought you were going to say that his hand started shaking and busted the glass. And in his excitement, he went, oh, wait. (laughs) Yeah, he... And then it was a bloody fist. That was a logo for a while. (laughs) Oh, that would have been so cool. (laughs) The fist of Eisenhower. (laughs) The bloody fist of Eisenhower. I swear by the bloody fist of Eisenhower, I will solve this theorem. That would be the Give them a bildo. No, wait. (laughs) Three (laughs) bildos. So Eisenhower was terrified and embarrassed. That's right. And he wanted the U.S. to never again be surprised by the technological advance of another country. Right. Uh, It was the launch that, quote, signaled that a fundamental change was needed in America's defense, science, and technology programs, end quote. And uh, we had the buildos. We had (laughs) to have the nerds. Eisenhower also wanted to create technological uh, surprise for enemies. Mm-hmm. Instead of us getting surprised or defending from that, yeah, this wasn't he wants just to take a, it to the paint. This wasn't, yeah, he wanted to go strong in the paint. He's saying I, it's not good enough to just be aware of what they're doing. Mm-hmm. We need to do things that they are not aware of. That's right, and then catch them with their pants down. That's and right. Take pictures. Then Khrushchev gets to pick the rocks glasses out of his hand. Son of a bitch. <laughs> it, it was first named. The Advanced Research Project 
Agency or yeah. ARPA. Yep. From 1958 to 1965, they focused on missile defense and nuclear test detection. Really? I wonder why. Oh, because it was the single greatest threat to humanity. I don't know. Maybe. I don't know. Soviet Union. (laughs) Projects Defender, Vela, and Agile explored computer processing, surveillance, and radar, among many other things. Directed energy tracking like radar, sonar. In 1959, uh, they were an integral part in the transit system, also known as NAVSAT. Yeah. Which was the forerunner to GPS. Yep. Which they built. All of that GPS? Thanks, DARPA. ARPA. <laughs> <laughs> and I, ironically, uh, one of their top projects right now... GP- Changing their name back to ARPA. <laughs> <laughs> one of their top projects is to is um, navigation without GPS. Oh, right. Yeah. They're, they're Atomic. Better, they're above it. Yeah. That's what babies do. <laughs> Satellites. We were so stupid Boo. in 1959. Uh, 1972, uh, they renamed it to DARPA. That's right. Put the defense in the front. It's yep. a bold new world. Then, in 73, it got kicked square into ding ding. <laughs> there? Into ding ding. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. Uh, Senator Mansfield from Montana. Montana. Big Sky Mansfield. Mm-hmm. <laughs> he uh, threw in the Mansfield Amendment in 1973, which said that no defense research appropriations would be okayed unless they had direct military benefit. Womp. Now, Womp. this was a giant kick in the crotch because it meant... That unless you were, I mean, uh, as it says, unless you were directly benefiting, there was no ancillary research, which up till that point was a huge amount. And there was a lot of benefit from this. Oh. Uh, and it was employing. Oh. <laughs> what? Well, it was an agreement sound, but <laughs> okay. Uh, it was employing a lot of important scientists doing a lot of non-military research under this. But he said, oh, no, if we're going to give money to DARPA, we really need to get the military benefit out of it. And so, in 73, this kicked in. They lost so many scientists as a result of this Mm. that it is a commonly held belief that it is one of the reasons for the rise of the personal home computer. Uh That all of these scientists went off and worked on different things for private companies, and boom, rise of personal computing, because all of these scientists used to be focused in the government, and then they all went to private industry. Good thing, Vin. Yeah. I don't know. No, I'd like to keep my nerds all in one herd. What if what if the what if people didn't get computing then because the military wanted it, and then they released it much later? As in Florida, we could be doing this on Talk Boys right now. Neither of us have a time machine that we can go back and check that the what ifs on this. Okay, so what is with the crying? What are you a baby? Uh, so from 72 to 81, they focused on computing and tactical stuff. Uh, they developed time-sharing computers, which led to ARPANET. Which is just for porn. I'll, I'll, uh, the ARPANET is for porn. <laughs> they also developed some speech recognition programs and signal processing. This is super important stuff <laughs> i i love this though when you think about this so in the year 2014 where we have voice recognition siri call flora call calling dilbat flirma no n- uh can you imagine what voice recognition how maddening 
it must have been in like 78. <laughs> Can you imagine being named Dilbat Flurbat? <laughs> <laughs> uh, whoever he is, he's 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 the guy who opens for Devon on his road comedy tour. <laughs> Get ready for Dilbat Flurba. <laughs> oh man! Well, he's, I mean, that sounds Scandinavian, yeah. though, right? So he's kind of yeah. Well, when we when we uh, release the um, Divod live at the Improv, oh yeah, we'll have we'll, we'll have, have a little, the opener, little Dilbad, Dilbad Flurba. Why why are all these characters based on mine? Yeah, I'm enjoying it. <laughs> Whew. Uh, let's talk about the timeshare in computers real quick. Oh yeah, it's not just like computers <laughs> go to Florida for like a month every year. Zing. What? happened was when they were making these computers they they would fit inside you know a building for Mm -hmm. one computer and then they'd have it like do two plus two for them yep and then in order to do that they had to feed them little punch cards yeah and then press boop 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 boop, and then you know two hours later oh the answer is four yeah and you this was horrible in a university setting you had to schedule time on the computer very hard to get lots of people in a department one computer and God help you if even one punch card was out of order or incorrect. Or upside down. I mean, imagine imagine having to physically edit a cardboard <laughs> card every time your program, your your basic program didn't work. Right. Oh. And there's no there's no just trying it. I mean, you had such a small window for this computer to operate in. Yeah. Yeah. You had to get it right. Yeah. The first time, every and that's time. what's why it's something that we take uh, take for granted. Like all computers operate on this cyclical time sharing system, even within themselves. A computer is is constantly cycling tasks mm-hmm. and spinning so many plates simultaneously. And this didn't exist before DARPA came along. They, the, it was just a, a a an ox pulling a plow. <laughs> you know, it just it didn't stop till it got to the edge of the lawn. Yeah, and when you needed the plow, you had to wait for the ox to be done with the one guy's lawn. Yep. So what happened was they uh, decided to connect many different computers mm-hmm. together so that they could share time. Yeah. And thus they came up with the, the time sharing or they they connected a bunch of central processing they they connected a bunch of processing units into one central processing unit and then somebody in Idaho could be, they didn't have computers <laughs> oh they God. called that witchcraft <laughs> um Whoa. so they, somebody somebody in Idaho and somebody in uh Detroit <laughs> why 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 <laughs> Jesus, uh, some guy, uh, some Boise uh, asshole guy on Easter Island, and another guy uh, seventy miles below the Earth's crust, and another guy <laughs> in Xanadu. <laughs> you just list in places where no computer will ever be. Right? Yes. Well, anyway, Bo- Boise and Detroit could uh, share share the time it took to compute. So therefore, if one wasn't being used at the time, and and somebody in Detroit wanted the Detroit computer. But it was being used. They could use the the time that was free on the Boise side. Anyway, they could they hooked up a bunch of these, so it actually worked. Well, there you go. Bip, bop, boop. The internet. Yep. <laughs> ARPANET internet. 
Yeah. And I mean, it was, it was just ARPANET and it kind of worked, but then they hired this young, uh, intern named Albert and he spilled soda all over it. His name was Albert Gore. <laughs> and he spilled soda. It became sentient. And that's the birth of the internet. <laughs> <laughs> Little did they know all they needed. That's right. Some Mr. Pib. <laughs> <laughs> That's why the Mr. Pib can has electricity all over it. That's right. <laughs> all right. Mr. Um, Pib, I invented the internet. <laughs> Don't need a fancy PhD to do it. I'm no doctor, just mister. So in the, in the, uh, the late 70s, after all this uh, sh- these shenanigans and, and into the 80s, uh, you get a bunch of advanced defense stuff. There, there's a lot of stuff going on, um, mostly military at this point, since the yep. Mansfield blurb. Uh, they get a bunch of defense stuff. They get a bunch of weapons. Uh, circuits are, are made and perfected, and they even start working on some particle beam stuff. Oh, yeah. They've got, I mean, and they get into some things that uh, some of their computer planning things uh, start to get into uh, SDI, the Strategic Defense Initiative. This is Ronald Reagan's Star Wars program. Well, um, <laughs> I do it. Time to time to get dope on on board. Well, uh, <laughs> um, yeah, you know this I, was uh, uh, there was another thing called the um, the SCI, which you know sounded a lot like SDI shit. Now. Yeah. <laughs> No, this no. was when DARPA really tried to get into thinking computers. They tried to make Skynet as hard as they could. They tried to make AI, and they called it uh, SCI. And I, I'm an idiot. I didn't write it down. I don't remember what SCI stands for now, but probably Strategic Commuti- Computing Initiative or something of like that. Yeah, sounds right. Um, but they they couldn't quite get it to work, and they had a few different programs that they were using to try to make autonomous systems uh computer systems or even in one case they had actually in my home state of colorado at at the time it was martin marietta was before lockheed and martin marietta joined forces they had this this truck this uh uh, i think it was called the avi that was an eight-wheeled giant truck that was supposed to operate independently it had a laser scanner on the front and a camera And I mean, it looks. It they even look, had three cup holders. Yeah, no, this thing is ridiculous. It looks like it fell right out of the asshole of like a bad seventies like uh, sci-fi. Is it the show. one with kind of like the trapezoidal front? Yeah, that's yeah. it. And it's funny. I think they had a micro machine of that. Probably it's big. Yeah, and uh, it was. So the big deal was that it could drive itself. It was like a Google car, and uh, the problem was is that they were like, oh, we we tested at high noon. It's fine. It can do whatever it needs to. You test it later on in the day, and it—it's it tired. <laughs> it it had, wants to take a boy. It's fussy. You got to put it down for a nap. Um, it it couldn't uh, differentiate shadows from obstacles. <laughs> it had no means of discern of discerning a difference. So all of a sudden. I mean, you know, imagine playing a child's game where you can't touch shadows. And it was like, uh, uh, duh, shit, shit, uh, and it, it just, it, it couldn't handle it. And they were like, this is completely useless. And they ended up shutting it down, not until 86 or 88, maybe. Because they loved watching it. Yeah, yeah. They put them in coliseums and have them fight to <laughs> yeah, the Yeah, no doubt. Um, so, yeah, but this, uh, this, this early, uh, uh, huge, huge DARPA focus on AI and and intelligent information systems is just they've they've never stopped working on it 
and we'll come back around to that. But that was a huge push for them in the the eighties. And then they really started focusing on aircraft too, because mm-hmm. uh, mm-hmm. they they got into some hypersonic research. One of their programs for the SCI system was an onboard assistant for pilots. Hello, Dave. Exactly. I mean, their their goal was to have something say, you know, bogeys at six o'clock, yeah. Dave. A, a, a MiG-28 has entered your airspace. Would you like to target it? <laughs> Click yes or no. Yeah. <laughs> yes, target it. A Java update is required. I can't find a, a mess yargit. <laughs> I'm sorry. I don't, I don't know chess flargit. <laughs> yes, target. Would you like to target? Yes, target. There are six targets within 50 miles of right. your current location. Yeah, some guy in a, in a Yaris gets blown up. Because the- <laughs> Yaris. <laughs> it's a car that deserves to blow up. Yes, it is. <laughs> some, one of our poor listeners right yeah. now is like, hey. Guys. <laughs> oh, my Yaris. And then he's like, fine. I'm going to listen. I'm going to research everything these f***ers say. You're going to live in the penalty box. Talk so was- shit about my Yaris. Yeah, right. Um, and they, they also, they also dabbled in some satellites. Now that's, mm-hmm. you know, as you were talking about with the space, the, uh, the Star Wars program, uh, well, well, uh, put some satellites up there and uh, intercept incoming missiles, <laughs> which is extraordinarily hard to do. By the way, what a douche. <laughs> I liked Reagan. Well, <laughs> well, f- you too bad. <laughs> Sorry. You're a dipshit. I liked him. <laughs> he was a puppet. <laughs> no, 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 you see here. I said, I've, I've been telling you this for weeks. I've been telling you ever since he, he left office. I've been telling you. <laughs> Boy, that was something that I couldn't get away from in the fucking research. What? That that bag of dicks. Oh, really? Oh, getting, man. I'll bet. I'll bet you he, I'll bet you old AJ is right up in that stuff. I, I had to fight my own info war, I tell you. <laughs> Um, I guess we should just say to the listeners. So when we planned this episode, we split it. So so Flora, you you handled all of like the which we're going to get into in the second half, like the the crazy like what people thinks happening, the conspiracy half of it, and I just went through like all the actual listed programs. Yeah. So I, I've got I've got quite a quite a bit here. I, I'm sure there's a ton more I could have found, oh, but uh, I, I'm, I'm in the same place. I yeah. just eventually I just stopped writing things down. Yeah, like we said, goes it's, and goes and goes. It's a gold mine. 1993. Hey, they changed the name back to ARPA. Yeah, they were like mm, f- defense. We just kicked the shit out of the of the Iraqi army. We don't we don't need to deal with defense anymore. Yeah, defense can Kuwait <laughs> burned it. Yeah, how yeah, would you fit it at the end? You're fine. <laughs> Uh, 1996, though, came right back to the D. Yeah, they always do. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, honey. <laughs> you don't fear this. <laughs> and now, up and up until today, I mean... As far as we know. As far as we know. Uh, focusing a lot on space travel these days. Mm-hmm. Uh, a lot on biotech. Oh, man. And robotics. Yes. I mean, among... you've seen you've seen the robotics. You've seen that crazy-ass yak running around. <laughs> yeah. And that's just because somebody glued some horns on it. That's right. It's, it's disturbing and kind of cute in a way. Um, let's talk a little bit then about uh, the importance uh, of DARPA. Yeah. Just go through uh, a couple things of... 
why we should be talking about this in the first place. Before we get into some uh, real cries, yeah. right? Well, this is the the classic military research that eventually uh, turns commercial. Mm-hmm. They they do the the research and test it and do everything, and then 10, 15 years later, it's on the market that you can put in your pocket. Yeah, and this this works, and the the results of of this. I mean, there's not a military on earth that doesn't have a research and development department to some degree or another, but the 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 leg up that DARPA gives the United States is unparalleled. I mean, obviously we have a great military cause we pay for it. I mean, we, <laughs> we, we more by factors we have a great of, military cause we fucking fight for it. <laughs> I mean, we, we spend, everyone knows the statistics, you know, we spend more than anyone by, by multiples. Yeah. Um, but one thing that like one of those results of that, like, here's a great example in like the first, and I think, in the second Gulf war as well, whenever the U S forms these coalition, you know, these multinational coalitions to go in and whoop some ass, it is extraordinarily common for the U S to, to say, and I know this happened in the first Gulf war and I'm not sure about later to say, okay, you're going to have to use our comm system because your, your fucking tomato cans with string between them are not going to cut it. Mm -hmm. Even with our allies, we're like, no, just, just take all of our cell phones, borrow our tech because we'll never get this to work otherwise. And I think there's part of it is the benefit that it's one platform for everybody. But the other part is that not only in signal fidelity, in uh, data compression and encryption, the U.S. comm system is so far ahead of everybody else's that they just they just have to use ours. Yeah. Like we are the, the, the default technological limit when we get into these things and that's a, that's a result of DARPA research. That's they never stop working on this and we'll, we'll come back to that again, but uh, comm systems and, and, and um, data relays and information systems in a combat environment or something that they've been working on like crazy in this. It's, it's not like these things. It's hard to, in my mind, all, you know, you always think about, Oh, that's stuff that pays off 10 years down the line, you know, Oh, it's coming, you know, they're doing it now, but maybe it'll show up in 10 years. But given how long DARP has been around, I mean, it, it has constantly pushed the U S and scientific community right up against the cutting edge the entire time. Well, there, I feel like I kind of rambled towards the end there. Sorry, everybody. They're implementing this stuff far before it even graces the public's awareness. Right. And that's, that's the kind of fun thing. By the time it's a, an article in popular science, (laughs) it's four years old. Oh yeah. It's what they call mature. Right. Once the program matures, they pass it along Mm -hmm. to whoever probably the highest bidder is. Yeah. And and then they move on to the next robotic cat that they're building. (laughs) Good God. Um, I mean, it's laid the foundation for the, uh, like we said, the internet, obviously, Siri, mm-hmm. the voice recognition, uh, microwaves are up there, computers, GPS, drones. Oh, ever heard of them? Ever heard of them? Stealth technology, prosthetics. I mean, oh, man. the list goes on. And it shall go on when it's my turn. <laughs> uh, but the, the thing about it is, it's secrecy, the secrecy of, of DARPA and these classified uh, projects and, and this oh, and that. Yeah. Man, does that rustle some jimmies. Oh, of course it does. Are you kidding? That's like that's like a, a, a technophobic nightmare. Yeah, yeah. Conspiracies are just rampant um, because 
people view DARPA as the fringe of the government, and that's mm-hmm. the show Fringe. Yeah. That's, that's kind of – a lot of people have drawn parallels because, you know, it's this government kind of subsidized division that's working on some real out there shit. Yeah, and it's very separated from everything else. Right. It doesn't, you know, like I said, it doesn't have. There's no. There's no research facility that says DARPA on it. Right. It's you it's, got a genius running around there. Yeah, it's, it's hard to pin down. They're they're <laughs> they're constantly moving around. Uh, in fact, uh, one uh, popular company that that DARPA liked to fund was called Boston Dynamics. Oh yeah, them's is in, them's in the news. An interesting coincidence with the show Fringe's research and development company Massive Dynamics. Oh. Anyway, that's it's a coincidence. It's mm-hmm. the show writers may have drawn some stuff from there. Hey, did you hear that Google bought Boston Dynamics? Oh yes, we'll talk about it. Let's talk about it later. Um, shall we talk about some crazy stuff? Oh, fuck, I love crazy. <laughs> uh, let's start with Bitcoin. Oh yeah, I read a bunch about this. It's well, uh, there's a there's a theory that DARPA invented Bitcoin. Yeah. Now, why did they do this? You may ask. Well, Bitcoin is a handy dandy currency that is easy for the whole world to use, and when you have the whole world under one currency, you control it. One world government N W O Bitcoin. Yeah, I mean, hey, <laughs> you hear about this, Paul? Bitcoin. <laughs> you got any of them? Bitcoin, Dave. You got any of them Bitcoins there, Paul? Mind all night. <laughs> um, yeah, the the idea that that the DARPA invents this as a, as a means of kind of pulling all the, and I, I've heard it a couple different ways. Oh no, you know they say that it's the it's an untraceable because it's not linked to a government, but it's actually, you know. It's it's the most traceable, and they trace all the bitcoins, and they're gonna they're gonna round everybody up who uses them because they're all you know using them for drugs and guns, and it's. Uh, have you just, ever you ever do you have any bitcoins? No, no, and I'm I have a particular knot in my stomach about that because um, I I learned I'm not like a tech savvy guy I'm not on the edge but for some reason I read an article right when Bitcoin came out. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh, that seems cool. And it had a link. It was like, oh, if you're interested, you can mine Bitcoins. So I was like, okay, maybe I'll buy a stick of gum someday. So I downloaded the thing and I let it run in the background on my computer. I mean, obviously, I knew nothing about what it takes to do that. But this was the early days when when you could mine a lot of Bitcoin. Mm -hmm. And I just let it run for a few months. and, And I was like, how many Bitcoins do I have? Zero. This is dumb. What? It just, I, mean, I, I, maybe not even a few months, but what makes me mad is that I was fully aware of Bitcoin. And I mean, if I had bought $20 worth of Bitcoin, then we'd have a much nicer studio now. <laughs> well, that's, that's what's weird about it to me. Like, cause I feel like I was in the same boat, but I had heard the stories of people letting these things run and run and run and not getting like anything out of it. It's, I mean, it is even, even during the, the halcyon days of Bitcoin mining, it is an extraordinarily time consuming and processor consuming project. And the, the client that I used was like, you know, kind of like a thing, you know, it's like that SETI at home. It's one of those run in the backgrounds kind of things. And it wasn't really pushing the boundaries of anything. So, um, I mean, it would be, 
it would delight me to find out that I had somehow mined up some Bitcoin and it was just loitering somewhere. But but nowadays it is actually used as currency, right? Oh yeah, because I've seen websites that are like we accept PayPal and Bitcoin. It's like what um, is is Bitcoin catching on really? That's what. That's how I. Every time I see it. I'm oh like, man! How? I mean, literally. If I had bought twenty dollars of Bitcoin, then it would be worth hundreds of thousands of dollars now. Really? Yeah. How? How? When was this? Early '09. Huh. Yeah. I the the exchange rate. I mean, you could. Bitcoins were going for you know twenty five thirty cents each or something or even less, and and now they're. I mean, the last I knew. Um. Hold on. Right now, a single Bitcoin is worth $589. Shit. Oh, and that's that's not even the the newest. I mean, like it was worth more than that. That's fucking bullshit. <laughs> so let's see here. It's a made up thing. How how does this how how does this work? How is that supposed to work at all in in the economic scheme of things? I'm just going to make up a currency, and if enough people start using it, then it becomes worth hundreds of dollars. Yeah, that's pretty much it. Yeah, in um, October of 2009, $1 was equal to 1,309 Bitcoins. So... (laughs) $20. Yep. It's (laughs) $12,260,000. Woof. Jesus. But the catch, though, right? Yeah, the catch. What, where can you use them, right? Well, you can use them. I mean, there was there was a time, there was a real big run on Bitcoins about a year ago, and there was a few big investment banks were just buying them out like crazy. The problem is, is like, where would you, like, you, you would have $12 million, right, in Bitcoins. If you sold all of those, you would flood the market the price would drop like crazy. Like, so that's, that's kind of a, kind of a false number. If you, if I suddenly dropped 20,000 Bitcoins on the market for sale, the price would go to the floor instantly. If you sold them as stocks though, right? You know, if I still, I mean, they're not stocks though. They're, they're just currency. I mean, I could, the the best I could do was to convert them into other tangible goods and sell them or slowly sell them over time. But either way, I, I just don't understand why you would sell the the bitcoins as opposed to like using them as currency. Well, I mean, because currency is still more. I mean, U.S. dollars is still way more useful than Bitcoin. So, are they like pesos then? Does it cost like a thousand uh, bitcoins to buy a Coke? Oh no! Nowadays, uh, if you, I mean, if you found a place that took them, you want to buy a flat screen TV? I do. Okay, so. <laughs> That's I don't two bitcoins. I mean, lots of things like, and it comes down to like, oh, that's point zero nine three bitcoins, and it's wildly fluctuating. I mean, that's why everyone talks about Bitcoin because it is. Has all anybody over the place. done this then? Oh yeah. Are there are there Bitcoin billionaires out there? There's Bitcoin millionaires, I'm sure. I know that there's. I mean, how many build stories? Bitcoin buildos. Yeah, how many buildos in bitcoins? <laughs> there's a there's a number of stories about guys who are like, oh, I just bought like five dollars in bitcoins in 2010 just to see what it was like, and then they're like, oh, congratulations, here's your check for seven hundred thousand dollars. You know, like, no, <laughs> this doesn't work this way. It does. It, but that's that is the huge question. 
there is so much speculation about who in no one even knows who made Bitcoin. DARPA. First of all, DARPA. <laughs> to what end is it? Is it a giant, huge scam? Yes. By the people it's who did it, got to be. But that's the thing. There is so many. There is so much pressure on economic systems to to be on the front runner of some kind of thing because now it's not just yeah. Bitcoin. There's Bitcoin, Litecoin, Dogecoin. That's real. <laughs> that funded the Jamaican bobsled team. <laughs> I mean, there's so many weird things out there that there's a such lot of cool, much such, runnings. Yeah. Wow. You, you and everybody else on Imgur and Reddit mm-hmm. go to hell. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, there's, uh, there's, there's so much pressure to, to, to exploit these systems as they arise that to a degree, no one cares if it's real. Uh, it's, it's, it's such a weird system that, I mean, I, I don't know. I don't get it. And Bitcoin's boring. Moving on. The DARPA made bitcoins to control your mind and get us ready for reptile insemination. They've done it. They've incensed me beyond belief. <laughs> All right. $20. Shut up. <laughs> 12 million. You know, I don't know if I would have paid money for it, though. I, I probably would have done what you did and let it try mine. But, I mean, all that's doing is, like, adding to the evil supercomputer's processing power. It's not doing anything else. Now, so. And, and here's, the, here's the other fun factoid is that when I think about it, it's not, I don't even know if I would have been able to buy 20,000 Bitcoins off the market. Then I would have worked in reverse. It would have shot the price up. I mean, Oh, now $1 only gets me 500 Bitcoins, <laughs> you know, or something like that. Yeah. But I don't, I don't know that there was that much Bitcoin in one place because of the manner in which it was mined. There was yeah. never yeah. like Scrooge McDuck's vault. It was always spread over thousands of people. Yeah. So I would have to have gone through and be like, can I have your Bitcoins? Can I buy your Bitcoins? Yeah, it still doesn't make me feel bad. And having done that, if I had accrued 20,000 Bitcoins, which at the time, I don't know what percentage that would be of the total pool of available Bitcoins, would I have killed it? Right. By, right. by, by concentrating it all in one spot? I don't know. There's got to be people who tried though, right? There's got to be people who are like, I've got to be on the, the front edge of this. So in case they're worth 12 million goddamn mildos later... <laughs> Four or five years from now. Maybe. Maybe they're out there. I'm going to put a, a 20 there, in this. And there's some complete insufferable douchebag smoking club cigarettes going, yeah, I just bought like a bunch of Bitcoins when it was smart. I'm hoping they'll <laughs> return a sweet mildo later. <laughs> oh. All right. Uh, let's move on then. Uh, I'm, I'm buying gonna, you a Bitcoin. I'm going to buy you a fraction of a Bitcoin for your birthday. Don't, because you know what? As soon as it gets in my hands, <laughs> price drops. <laughs> you, I'm totally going to find a way to do it. <laughs> oh, all right. Um, let's talk about harp real quick. Oh yeah, this is something that actually I, I'd like to do a whole episode on. So I'm not going to going to tell you too much, but harp is H-A-A-R-P, the High Frequency Active Auroral Research Program. It's located in Alaska. Mm -hmm. Uh, I think that's come up before. It it is a a huge array of, what are they, towers Mm -hmm. um, in a grid pattern that are all pointed up to the sky. And what, what it does, it shoots beams into the ionosphere in order to heat it up. And research that. And this was uh, this came up before in an episode. This came up on our uh, chemtrails episode. Yeah, and I think we might have mentioned it in the uh, sky sounds 
the strange sounds. And we also, we, I think we also mentioned it in our... Um, so we've already done horror. <laughs> <laughs> no, we also uh, mentioned it in our Ghost Stories episode, but you were just really drunk. That's right. It, it, had, no, I, it had no place there. I had tried to buy a Bitcoin. It <laughs> failed. I got depressed. Oh, I cannot wait. I'm going to get you a birthday <laughs> card. You're going to open it, and it's going to be like point zero 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 eight nine bitcoins by that time i'll probably owe for it <laughs> i'll be like you oh. just made me pay 20 bucks i am so gonna figure that out so so harp is is a, a popular conspiracy thing because people think since it's kind of closed off it's up there in, in alaska kind of in the middle of nowhere and they're they're Doing stuff to the ionosphere, which nobody knows about. Right, got to be bad. Can't it's be good. Got to be bad. It it causes earthquakes. It's an earthquake machine. It's a um, a bad weather modification system. They cause tsunamis. They cause storms, tornadoes. Yep. They cause fracking. Hurricanes. They're responsible for liberal legislation. That's right. That's right. They're responsible for taking your guns away and um, your god. And they've also, um, well, I'm going to tell you right now, they've uh, poisoned all the fresh water supply on the planet. There's there's, there's one thing I, to no, do. No, I can't even think of anything to do. It's too late for nope. America. Nope. There's wait, one, one thing. Wait a minute. It's just crazy enough to work. Buy my water filters. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so now I got to tell you, I got I got one condition. You can only buy this water filter if you love your family. <laughs> If you don't, well, I got colloidal silver. <laughs> yeah, it's colloidal silver. Um, Harp was actually shut down this year. Did you hear this? No. it's It's been shut down because they're between contractors. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So the people at the helm switching out, it's the night night shift switch. I would love to believe that it's like that weird and ratchet switch from like Star, Star Wars. And it goes... So... Harp, uh, I think we'll try and touch on that in a future episode in detail, but that uh, that's connected to old DARPA. Well, we've got a little grab bag here. Uh, mind control. Now, how are they going to uh, control your mind? Well, they've got a, a bunch of different things they can do. <laughs> so many, so many options. Uh, they may be working, uh, working up some old brain chips. Oh yeah, that they're gonna shove into everybody. Yep, I got, I got, I got the, I got the public version of that. The part they want you to believe. <laughs> <laughs> There's also the thought that they are responsible for some Manchurian candidates. Maybe. Yep. I mean, that's thrown in about everything that you when you talk about the mind. Yeah, but which is so weird. I mean, of all the things to manipulate, why Chinese elections? <laughs> They want to uh, be able to implant false memories, perhaps. Oh, yeah. And ultimately, they want to track all human activity. Track all humans. (laughs) (laughs) I'm going to have to get a a taser or something. (laughs) (laughs) They must be tracked. (laughs) Yeah, they they want to track all all human activity. That goes back to, you know, another Mm. Illuminati. deal or the global elite yeah oh man and there's no hiding from them the scary thing is uh, i'll get to this probably in in the next round but it's it's sort of happening there's cctvs everywhere 
Mm-hmm. There's there's drones laced with cameras. We're getting facial recognition software. Yep. Uh, fun <sighs> fact unrelated to this, I mean, to DARPA at least, but um, there was actually a, a fashion show in, mm, it was in Europe, it was either in London or Paris. Maybe it was in Milan. But what it was, it was um, someone had designed clothes and makeup whose sole purpose it was to completely fuck off recognition software. Nice. And so it was like the way, like the, the clothes had all these weird lines in them that didn't necessarily equate to physically how a person was. So it was like, <laughs> it was like digital camouflage and, and uh, cameras and photoreceptors had a hard time discerning what the hell they were seeing. Um, and the, the makeup was like, I mean, it was really blade runner looking. There's like black lines across the face and, and it was all designed to completely, um, thwart facial recognition. Interesting. Well, yeah. Scientific world impacting the fashion world. That's right. It's Which is happen. kind of an irony. Cause I always thought that people who dressed fashionably kind of wanted their picture taken. Yeah. But they don't want to be tracked. Mm. Track all human. <laughs> uh, human bioengineering. Oh, yep. DARPA responsible. Um, man apes. Ch- ch- uh, humanzies. Humanzies, things like that. Um, Flora, question. If it was possible, would you have your left hand, instead of like a normal five-fingered human hand, you still have five appendages. They all, I mean, even just sitting on a desk, no one could tell the difference but they're all tentacles. Would you do that? Would you have no. your hand turned into a tentacle hand? No. I would. <laughs> I totally would. <laughs> You're such a freak. <laughs> I told you I was freaky, baby. <laughs> no, uh, I don't go for tentacles. Well, sorry, Lovecraft. I'm not, I'm not doing it for you, dude. Um, yeah, they could uh, possibly be making super soldiers right now. They are. They're working on it. They are working on well, it. Well, I mean, I don't know. Wait, define super soldiers? Do you mean like like um, Captain America super soldiers? Mm. Serum? I don't think it's serum more than genetic manipulation. Mm. Maybe. Um, but they're they're trying to make it to where soldiers don't sleep or they don't need food. Oh, yeah. I'm going to get that, um, which is great. This is, a, I mean, your part's the conspiracy part. My part is the list of projects, and right here, we just met a nexus because <laughs> it's not a conspiracy. They absolutely are doing that. Crazy. Yeah, that's. I'll, I'll go into a little more detail on that. Okay, then I'll, I'll stop talking on that one. Um, so I got one more here uh-huh. um, to round us out the, some crazy stuff that DARPA is responsible for, maybe. Uh, Project Pegasus. Oh, I love this. Uh, Project Pegasus was a program that began in 1968 where DARPA achieved time and space travel mm-hmm. to perform, quote, remote sensing in time. Yeah. And, quote, this would give the U.S. intelligence on past and future events. Do you have what it takes to join the United States Chrononaut Force? If you're a school children, the answer is yes. <laughs> 140 school children were secretly chosen as chrononauts <laughs> and sent places in space and time. I'm Luck Brinkman, and if you want to be a chrononaut like me, you're going to have to eat Dintymore baked beans. 
The only beans with real vitamins to fortify your strength. And don't forget to eat plenty of white bread. I'm Les Masterman. Do you like cigarettes? Boy, I knew you would. <laughs> How about a nice Chesterfield? <laughs> yeah! Goes great with my Soda Boy brand <laughs> cola <laughs> beverage. Yeah! <laughs> Luck Brinkman. And Les Masterman. <laughs> Chrononauts. <laughs> well, there's another fucking podcast. <laughs> Damn it. It's all advertisements. Yeah. Um, so these kids were sent places in space and time, such as Mars, where apparently a U.S. base exists, uh, and Gettysburg for Lincoln's address. That's where these ki- I mean, these kids got to experience. It. What about how about that? Two men right now are currently no are currently leading uh, the charge as whistleblowers. Mm-hmm. Uh, the names. Andrew Baziago and William Stillings. Was there ever anyone famous in America's top secret chrono corps, say uh, perhaps in the early 80s? Uh, apparently, uh, one of the, the visitors that, that got teleported to Mars Ooh. Uh, went by the name Barack Obama. Uh, Did I get that right? That's ba- right. Ba- Barack Obama. <laughs> Obama? Barack O freaking Obama. Barack Hussein Obama. <laughs> yeah. Chrononaut. <laughs> yeah, dude. In the 80s, he was getting with the Martian ladies. Uh, this is what Baziago claims in a book that you can buy with your bitcoins. bitcoins. Yeah, it's like a pamphlet written by a madman. So, so that's Project Pegasus. Yeah. We could probably go into much detail on that, but I haven't read the book uh, by Mr. Baziago. Yeah, you, don't, you, don't, you don't want to jump onto that without all the facts. <laughs> so um, so there's, there's some uh, conspiracy oh, yeah. stuff DARPA's working on. Be careful. You, I mean, you know what, though? Of all the things that we've talked about with conspiracies, like this is the one I least blame people for. I mean, it's highly secretive. They're doing things- Even MKUltra? Yeah, I I blame people the least for being because well, first of all, MK Ultra wasn't like that was just oh, true. Okay. There's no you're right. Like, uh, but DARPA, I don't blame anybody for thinking they're doing everything. I mean, sending <laughs> sending Barack Obama to Mars in the early '80s. Okay, that's a little fucking weird, but <laughs> but nonetheless, you know, like I, I get it. This is this is if you're gonna. If you're going to grow a conspiracy flower, this is the soil you need to put the seed in. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, so let's go over some of their their projects. This is some of their confirmed, like, they'll, they're happy to talk to you about it projects. Great. Um, as you said, brain inputs, what they call subnets, system-based ne- uh, neurotechnology for emergency therapies. <laughs> emergency therapy being if you don't listen to us, we'll put your ass down. <laughs> Well, what they uh, what they envision of it, they they absolutely no secret. They're like, yeah, we think if we we put these um, electrodes in your brain, we can keep a soldier from sleeping, but keep them fully operational. Mm-hmm. We think we can do that. Another part of it, they're talking about it's uh, therapies for uh, PTSD. Oh yeah, yeah. Um, Get your uh, at home kit. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So they've got, and they have a few different projects that are all working under this um, uh, this this subnets thing. Um, uh, you also mentioned 
uh, direct nerve interface for amputees. Uh, these yeah. are these are prosthetic limbs that are that are controlled by my neural impulse, just the same way you control your arm. And in some cases, they're even able to re- to uh, give tactical sensation. Crazy. Yeah, they're they're able to to re- re- return some kind of sensation back to the user, which is amazing. And there are people who are running around with these things on right now. Mm-hmm. I mm-hmm. mean, that is awesome. That's uh, that's in the good column, I would say. Um, you mentioned Hydra. Did I? <laughs> uh, Hydra is a very real project they're working on. And what it is, is an, an enormous underwater infrastructure system that includes, uh, supplies, munitions, drones, all kept underwater globally for rapid deployment. Ready to deploy at a moment's notice. Yep. Or float up to the surface. <laughs> Uh, you talked about uh, blah, 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 blah. Uh, Boston Dynamics. I did. Yep. That's the one. And uh, lots of DARPA funding, tons of work on um, what I call like robotic mules. I think they actually call it the Puma maybe. Yeah. Some cat name. Yeah. It's like um, a little box with stick legs and it's yeah. terrifying. And <laughs> it, it is. And it's very weird to watch it creepy. move. Everyone's seen the, the videos of it, but it's it's designed to have a flatbed. That's, what that, that's why it's, it looks like a box with legs. I mean, it's designed to carry cargo mm. over uneven ground. Um, also, and, and Google bottom up, Google has spent the last year buying up robotics, manu- uh, research company after company. They've been buying a ton of them up and they are not accepting. They will complete all current military contracts, but they're not accepting further ones. And that includes, but they are accepting Bitcoin. <laughs> Jesus. Let it, <laughs> let it go. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> bloody oh. hand. The bloody, bloody fist, fist of Eisenhower. <laughs> Man, that's cool. That that would make an awesome shirt. <laughs> Just says DARPA, and it's a bleeding fist. I hear right? that drunk Satan robot? <laughs> yeah, yeah, no doubt. Um, uh, but they and they, another one that they had uh, that was also bought by Google um, was called the Atlas, and there's mm. plenty of uh, footage of this online. This was a bipedal, uh, hominid shaped, it's a man shaped robot that they were say they were going to use as a disaster response robot. <laughs> You, sure could, they are. you could send it into a uh, broken terrain to look for survivors and things like that. You could also send it into broken marriages and it would whoop some ass. <laughs> Listen to yourselves. <laughs> I'm hearing a lot of emotion right now. <laughs> you use the following format. When you blank, I feel blank. <laughs> um, also mentioned, uh, uh, trying to come up with the next generation of, of navigational uh, uh, systems that don't involve satellites, that aren't requiring uh, GPS as we currently know it. Well, how do they, they do that? Oh, they're using atomic fluctuations. Um, they're using things like lightning strikes, um, <laughs> very minute variations in the magnetic uh, uh, pole uh, polarity of the Earth, which is hard because it's moving right now. Right. Um, right? But... Uh, yeah, just amazing things like that. They have, uh, how about a guided 50 caliber sniper round? Whew. This motherfucker can make a 90 degree turn. How about that? And this c- is, yeah, this is, uh, it's the fifth element is yeah, what it is. It, it really is. And uh, you can, you can, you can Google this and there's videos online of their test footage. They, and guys, that's, again, it's terrifying. This is the part they're letting us see. Right. But you know what? I got, I got some news for you, DARPA. 
leave the fucking camera rolling a little longer. Yeah. <laughs> Every time that thing like turned and went towards its target, it would kick off and go to the next like. Well, I think that they, that's when it presumably hit its target. I want to see it hit. Oh man, maybe it's... it didn't. Maybe that's what they don't want to show you. Oh. Hey, what's the what's the acronym for that one? I'd rather hear you say it. Ah, uh, it is Exacto. Yeah. The Extreme Accuracy Tasked Ordinance. Boom. <laughs> These fuckers and their Oh, they're so acronyms. good at it. They're so good at it. Exacto. How about the X37B? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> X37B. <laughs> Weirdo. Uh, it's it's uh it's DARPA's space plane. I call it the oh, DARPA dart. Yeah. Do you call it that or do they? Is it D A R T? No, I can see it. I the, call the it the dynamic aeronautic. <laughs> yeah, they should. I'm research sure it's called the DARPA dart. Transfer the badonkadonk. <laughs> um, but it is. It's like a functionally. It's like a flattened cone. Should have said transport. But here's the squirrely thing about it. It's made from squirrels. <laughs> It runs purely on squirrel rage. So, uh, again, DARPA cannot be funded. No no requisitions will be funded without a direct military benefit. That's so, still in effect. Yep. And DARPA's got this thing, this, uh, this X-37B uh, uh, space plane. This thing spent over 500 days in continuous orbit over the planet. Wow. You know what they were doing up there? Jerking off. <laughs> Nobody knows. It's completely <laughs> classified. No one knows what it was doing up there for over a fucking year. Almost two years. Almost two. Um, it just sat up there sitting and spinning. It was the Black Knight satellite. Probably. Um, so that's a fun, weird mystery. How about uh, molten metal projectiles? <laughs> this is a, a metal projectile. You fire it. And the moment it launches, the metal component of it completely liquefies. It's got to be some oxidation, right? Like, I don't know. Some kind of chemical reaction with the air. And as it flies, it is aero, they, it's called aerodynamic forging. <laughs> it is actually the motion through the air that cools it that forms it into a perfect aerodynamic point. Wow. Yeah. And then, blam. Wow. And then it's your ass. Yeah, yeah. Uh, the last thing I want to talk about really briefly here, how about this? Gravity anomaly mapping. When the, when the order comes down to track all humans, <laughs> hiding underground won't help you Ugh. because they actually have been working on technology with, with instruments so precise they can go over an area and using the, they can determine any gravimetric anomalies. And by that, make an entire map of all below-ground caverns in an area. Disgusting. Awesome. Absolutely awesome. Floor, I don't know why you're so against this. I think we just let them have the robots, let them have the AI, and nothing bad can happen. Stop crying. Are you going to leave that eye patch on the whole podcast? <laughs> <laughs> You know what? You know what'll cheer you up, Flora. What? Lightning round. <laughs> oh man, we've got dueling lightning rounds. Yeah, we do. What's it gonna be? Um, well, um, 
we're gonna go. We're just gonna go back and forth, huh? Little tennis, right. tennis match of a. Oh, of a I round. like it. I like it. Volley. Uh, you you serve. All right. Hit me up with some hot crazy. Uh, first one I've got in the old lightning round. These are again. These are projects that DARPA is currently working on or has just recently worked on. RAM. Project RAM, R-A-M, the Restoring Active Memory. <laughs> oh, yeah. Implants. Neuroprosthetics, they call it, uh, to help overcome memory deficits uh, that occur from either trauma or disease. They're implants that go in your old brain, mm-hmm. and they help you uh, you know, make up for missed uh, memories that you might not have anymore. Nice. Weird. Weird. I love it. How about this? The XOS3 Combat Exoskeleton made by Raytheon Corporation, the only exoskeleton made exclusively for combat. This thing will allow a soldier to lift up to 200 pounds, and also, further down the line, they want this thing to be an exoskeleton that a human could step out of, and then that exoskeleton just keeps on trucking. Ugh. Autonomous in future designs. Tony Stark. I know, right? Iron it's Man. like a super lame Iron Man. As a matter of fact, if you look online, you can find an old version of it. It's the um, the uh, the XOS two that Raytheon, not wanting to miss an opportunity for good PR, back in I want to say 2012, they got Agent Coulson. They got the actor who plays Agent Coulson to come on down to Raytheon Town and put this exoskeleton on and run amok for a little while. Wow. Yeah. Product tie-ins, man. I'm glad they got it. At least working to where it, you know, didn't crush a crush a person. <laughs> there, there, there's like a, a big pile of debris that they had all the people that got crushed behind. <laughs> Put them on the pile. Uh, all right. How about the Z-Man? These are handheld, gecko-inspired paddles to climb on glass. Oh, yeah. It's a thing like, did you ever see the, the last Mission Impossible yeah, we had the flexi gloves. Yeah, he had the gloves, and and they he climbed up the outside of that that building with them. Those were cool. It's not quite that, but it's the same idea. These are, I, I, it's not in glove form yet. It's in paddle form, so it's not as cool. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, Z Man. All right, how about robot and or cyborg insects? Ugh. I mean, they, they work so hard to make smaller and smaller uh, drones. Their current uh, tiny drone is like six inches long, and they painted it to look like a shitty hummingbird. But um, they want to make insect-sized mm-hmm. robotic drones. Like the problem, mosquitoes. Yeah. The problem is power systems. You know, how do you keep it? You know, those, these super tiny ones, they can only keep them in the air for like three minutes before they run out of juice because we don't have very good batteries for them. Then somebody said, well, you know what's really good at oh, that flying that's that size? real fucking insects so they actually and you can go online and buy a kit so that you can make a remote control cockroach oh yeah um and so they're working on this they're they're attaching electronics to insects and they can actually cybertechs yeah they can they can affect their behavior they can they can control them you can you can buy a kit online. You get scared with so many girls. Oh yeah, night. with instructions oh. on how to make a remote-controlled cockroach. Crazy! Disgusting. I'm so gonna do it. It's, it's kind you of should. expensive, but that's that's kind of up my alley. I'm not afraid to do surgery well, on a roach. You know what? That includes catching a roach, keeping it alive oh, while no, you, you perform can, surgery. You can buy the roaches. 
It's a specific species makes it easier. Yeah. There's, Wait. So they count. All you have to do is like click like the little like Dino Rider helmet yeah, on it. Yeah, pretty <laughs> much. It's funny actually. I watched the I watched the video about how you do this surgery, and it actually includes. There's a point at which you actually have to sand the uh, the the chitinous exoskeleton of the cockroach so that the glue will work better. Really fast. Why looks alive though, right? How do oh, you yeah. keep it? How do you keep it still? Oh, they've covered it. You drug it? Yes. You anesthetize it. You dunk it in ice water for a couple of minutes. Oh, my gosh. And then that thing just don't move. And then it thaws out, and off it goes. It's a cockroach. They're extraordinarily hard to kill. And then you don't have to feel bad if you kill it. <laughs> um, another fun fact is that the, the antenna of this, this particular species is hollow. And so you cut the antenna, and you can actually thread a wire into the antenna, and that's how you give it instructions. What, by instructions, I just mean an electrical pulse. Hey, Roach, turn right. <laughs> Y'all should leave. Um, that's so, but, so nuts. But you have, I mean, yes, insects crawling under your door watching you do whatever you want to do. Or um, earthquakes. You release 200 insects to a pile of rubble and they can find people. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm covered in life-saving roaches! (laughs) All all of these implications for removing rubble from people. Yeah. It's nuts. Your ball's in your court floor. What you got? Uh, My next one, Project Excalibur. Um, This is the development of hell. Oh, I love it. I actually have this on my list, too. Do you? Uh, H-E-L, high energy lasers. (laughs) This is for weapons and communication. That's right. And by weapons of communication, they mean communicating that your face is melting. <laughs> pew, pew. Yeah. It's Project Excalibur. Because that was the laser. Big, the big problem with it was that they always required such huge uh, power support power systems, but they're yeah. finally getting those shrunk down. They're getting them. Everyone wants laser guns, and I don't blame them. <laughs> <laughs> what do you got? How about portable blood decontamination? Wow. Uh, you can remove pathogens, toxins, poisons from blood it's like a gigantic techno kidney but way better at its job uh opening tonight for ice quake (laughs) techno kidney (laughs) cool um terahertz frequency electronics oh yeah uh the as yet unused range of the electromagnetic spectrum between microwave and infrared uh is the terahertz frequency Nothing, nothing going on up there. Nothing going on. So if, if people figure out how to how to get in there and get stuff going on, then electronics wouldn't compete for spectrum access. Uh, also, clothing could have built-in terahertz frequency sensors. So that means something. <laughs> if you get buried under rubble, <laughs> right? The shirt lifts it off. Yeah, the shirt um, emits uh, a high frequency sound that roaches will be attracted to. <laughs> but yeah, it's. I think somebody wrote that um you know if you get hot or or something the shirt will like automatically cool you or something like that i I love that crazy stuff uh all right i got one last one here for you shoot how about bone putty (laughs) (laughs) for compound fractures you put the putty around the bone and it hardens it forms a temporary uh cast internal cast that uh, that degrades over time as the bone knits back together wow also, medical nanobots. Why not throw them on the bucket? Wow. So ends our, our lightning round. Boom. Lightning sound. For the lightning round. 
so uh, to wrap up here a little bit, uh, DARPA should exist for, in my opinion, for science's sake, not for military's sake. I agree with that. I think hundred percent. I think we would be just fine in, my, in a much better world if if we could just fund research mm-hmm. like this, uh, you know, and, and instead of worrying about the next bomb or, or bullet that that changes direction. Right. You know, we could put it into medical research or something useful <laughs> to What about a syringe that changes direction or an Advil that can hunt you down and <laughs> put itself in your mouth? What, <laughs> <laughs> what about an IV bag that can take rubble off of you when you've gotten buried. Treat all humans. <laughs> <laughs> that guy with the cold is in a cave. I found him. <laughs> I mean, if this, if this country slips into a police state, which it's doing, <sighs> then this type of research is going to send us straight into an Orwell novel. Oh yeah. That's, yeah. And that right there is kind of the crux of the, the the conspiracy. Oh, I mean, here's the thing. I mean, I don't think this research is what's going to send us into an Orwell novel. I think people are going to send us into an Orwell novel if that's the way things go. I, I, I look at look at the actual book of 1984. They didn't they didn't have a tenth of the technology that we do now to achieve that. Look at North Korea. They got shit and they've got pretty good Orwellian state going down there. You know, I don't think the technology is what's required to repress people, just the will to do so. No, I mean, it'll make it much easier to police the state, though. Yeah. When yeah. you can't hide. What are they going to do? Are they going to get, like, robots to do our jobs for us? Come on, Flora. <laughs> That's ridiculous. You know what? And if they did, I would kick the shit out of them. There's no way a robot could stop me in my karate. No way. Dude, I'm going to tell you this <laughs> once and for all. Use your karate <laughs> only on humans. I'm just saying, the robots come. No, <laughs> don't say it. I'll be fine, dude. Uh, There's so much I want to <laughs> tell you. <laughs> the The other thing is, how is Google a player? How how what are they going to do with all this stuff in the next? Uh, in the coming five years. Oh, man, I hope robo-enslavement. I don't know. I mean, Google, they can do whatever they want at this point. And like, I, they I, are doing whatever I, they want. Yeah, and it's... They're it, making Bitcoin, probably. <laughs> Just let it go. Let you go. Um, I can't. <laughs> there's, uh, that's it's kind of a weird thing. And I, I was having a discussion with a friend of mine about Google the other day and how, you know, things like Google Fiber, like, I would love it if it came to Chicago. But... On the other hand, I do have this nagging feeling like I'm placing too many eggs in Google's basket. That society, like this is a, I don't know, is that is that irrational to worry that this company is, is becoming such a huge player? Like they control, uh, you know, like, like the information and search engines. They have, they have such a, a huge influence on the world um, through that, mm-hmm. that you know, I don't know. Are they just there? Are they just tech happy? Are they like, no, you know, we're really want to get into robots. We think it's going to be really cool. So we're buying up these robot companies or is it's the beginning of some malevolent end? I don't know. I, it's going to be something for the grandkids. I'll never have to deal with. <laughs> don't worry. I'm solving all of my long-term, um, 
guilt problems by never having sex. <laughs> uh, and also, this is only the stuff we're told about. Right. Oh, man. Yeah, this is the stuff that they're willing to let everyone see and mess with. There is a prime example of this in the 80s. There was a stealth boat. Yeah. That they played around with for years uh, until they finally had a big coming out party. It was like this boat's quinceanera or something. <laughs> they they showed it to the public, but it had been bopping around for years in production oh, yeah. before that, you know, and testing and all that stuff. And well, it's just a freaky thing. And you got to wonder, though, if some of this experimental aircraft, things like that, aren't what people are seeing in the skies. Oh, they most certainly are. I mean, like, especially this, the, the, the space plane that they've got, you know, there is little sightings of it here and there. There's, um, experimental propulsion systems. There was a, there's a really running thing and I forget what they call it. Donuts on a rope. It was a, I think it was a ramjet propulsion system that's still classified. No one knows what aircraft was flying it, but people would see this contrail with, it's literally like the straight contrail with these rings down it. And mm-hmm. they're like, what the f- there's no aircraft that makes that in mm-hmm. uh, still not really released. But mm. I mean, so there's these weird kind of secondary like, oh, well, we know something's doing a thing, but they're not going to tell us. And there are tons of pictures of stuff that they're working on or apparently, you know, um, that that's out there for DARPA uh, of aircraft things. And what do they look like? Big yeah. old fucking cigars, right? Well, all right, Freud, back it down a little bit. <laughs> Zep- Zeppelin type things. Just look like Big- giant hairy dogs. Just, <laughs> just, just. I mean, huge. I, I think I saw three bildos in the sky. <laughs> bildos. Anyway, um, that's that's it. DARPA, take it or leave it. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, it's there's some really cool stuff. Just because it's you know we're we like toys and and there's all kinds of neat things that are coming out of these people's minds. Yeah, but. Again, if it's used the wrong way, you know, Spider-Man, it's it's not going to be uh, good for anybody. Yep. But that's DARPA for you. In a very high-tech, somewhat clandestine... Timeshared nutshell. <laughs> Timeshared nutshell. Yeah. Uh, anyways, let's, let's get into the real conspiracy. Yeah. And the stuff that um, we've been working on for years. Mm-hmm. Finally. Yeah, we're finally, re- finally ready to ready. release... The puns. The poons. The poons. Laura, why don't you kick it off? I'll kick it off. I'm not going to go after the low-hanging fruit on this one, I I have to say. Sorry, buddy. But I'm going to start out here with a government-funded music festival. Nice. With the freedom to explore some really sweet licks. Oh, I like that. You can fail if you want, but it's just, you know, getting out there and making it happen. Yeah. Does it focus on any particular instrument? Usually it does. It's guitarpa. <laughs> yeah, nice. <laughs> you always get so mad when you sniff them out. <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> I feel like I've, I've peaked at my Christmas presents when I, <laughs> when I smell it coming. <laughs> you know, um, DARPA sent a research team uh, down to uh, southern Texas to work on... Um, on you know building a, a something that a person an operator could wear that would help them with their job because the problem that they were having is they would go out to eat and the food it's just like the guacamole wasn't made well it was really chunky like they 
they get fajitas and the chicken wasn't cut all the way through. And they realized that the people just physically weren't up to the task of making the food properly. And this inspired them to make, um, uh, the, uh, the the TX four seven three Tex Mexoskeleton. <laughs> it makes for it's a lot easier to prepare food wearing Helps this. Them lift a lot of churros. <laughs> That's right. It's the Tex Mexoskeleton. <laughs> nice. All right. I've got uh, I've got a program uh, that was funded to transport people through space and time, but it just took a long time more than anything. But it was, uh, it was, it didn't cost very much. It was a super <laughs> cheap. It was Project Megabus. <laughs> okay, I've got another, I've got another pun for you. There was a research team sent to Southern Texas, <laughs> and they would go out to eat at restaurants, but there was never any chicken on the menu because no one could catch them. <laughs> So they made a, a bullet, a guided bullet called Project Tex Mexacto. <laughs> it killed the chicken. <laughs> oh, why did I take so much joy in just recycling a pun? Okay, wait. <laughs> you go, but I have to do it another way. I can't get away with that. <laughs> well, I'll give you. I'll give you another one here. Oh, okay, all right. It was um, when they when they went in southern Texas. They actually had a problem uh, before they had the Tex Mex Acto uh, bullets. <laughs> they had a problem lining up their their sights uh-huh. with real bullets and stuff. They needed something quicker. And, and something that would uh, hopefully cook the chickens as they shot them. Nice. And that's why they got the Tex-Mex caliber weapon. <laughs> We're geniuses. <laughs> We're smarter than DARPA. <laughs> Put that on a bumper sticker. <laughs> Blurry photos. Smarter, smarter than, than DARPA. DARPA. <laughs> but it's, it's got to be smarter than smarter than DARPA. Smarter. Smarter and smarter and DARPA. <laughs> okay, okay. One more? Yeah, I mean, I, I okay, I got two more. One okay. of them is, goes very fast and easy. Uh, it's a um, uh, government-funded research project for people who are n- just idiots, and it's called DARPA. Ah, yeah, it was yeah easy. that's why I didn't... Uh, yeah, yeah, it was yeah. easy. Uh, no, um, turns out that um, in the early 90s, there's a, a lot of competition in toy manufacturing. And one particular company was funded uh, by the U.S. government and Nickelodeon, as I recall. Oh. Um, and uh, they were tasked with you know research and development on upcoming toy designs that they couldn't let the Russians get a hold of. It was called FLARPA. <laughs> nice. Yeah. All right. There you nice. go. There's a whole bunch. There's All right. A, there you go. <laughs> There's the the Tex-Mex combo platter. Yeah. <laughs> Puns. <laughs> the number 18. You know, it's amazing the amount of things that DARPA has been uh, instrumental in providing. I mean, look at the very internet itself. I mean, even even email. But you know what DARPA didn't invent? What? Listener mail. <laughs> Thank <laughs> you.
you know who's kicking in the door on this sweet ass party? The feds? No. Our friend Tim. Oh, hi Tim. <laughs> He's all like, "Blam! Hi." <laughs> I brought cupcakes and beer. And we're like, oh. "Thank you, Tim." Uh, Tim's just giving us a, a big high five and also yeah. a high five to the swell folks at the Caustic Soda Podcast. Oh, yeah. Hi. I've heard good things and they're Canadian, I'm told. What? That can't hurt. What? So thanks, Tim. Thanks, thanks for listening Tim. to us and thanks for um, yeah. loving us more than them. I'm implying know. that. You didn't say <laughs> that, but I assume it. We'll check out uh, old Caustic Soda. The old CS. S- sounds good. Uh, I heard from... Uh, the the leader of the free zombies. Really? Well, do you mean the de facto fascist dictator? Of, yes. Of the that's that's what I mean. Oh, okay. He just calls them the free zombies, so there won't be any more yeah. unrest. Than like like the way is. they call it a people's republic, but it's not really how it works. Exactly. Zombie master oh. writes in with some puns. Oh, bring them puns. Left out from the history books. Flora. Bring them puns. <laughs> <laughs> Left out from the history books, Johnny Appleseed did have a brother who also went across the land spreading the seeds of not apples, but cannabis. What? He went by the name of Johnny Appleweed. Oh. <laughs> Wait, what? <laughs> There's a rare and oh, large. That'd be so cool. If... Can you imagine, like, like what if there's just weed trees everywhere, man? There's a rare and large gourd that grows in the mountains of the Pacific Northwest. It's said that the flavor is so big and tangy, it was named the Sasquatch. Oh, my God. That's such a good I'm so high right now. Ancient builders in <laughs> Egypt, as we all know, were master architects, also baiters. Uh, also, almost, almost lost to antiquity until very recently unearthed was a papyrus roll on the rules and standards used when building the pyramids. It's titled Caulk Like an Egyptian. Oh, I get it. What if you like took one of those papyrus roll? I'm so, why am I doing this dumb pothead thing? This stupid, and I'm sorry. Never, never works. Never works. <laughs> he also has a shampoo for Egyptian kids that won't hurt their eyes. Nevatiri. <laughs> I like that. And, and, he and. also has a mundane superpower. Oh. Well, uh, he just made me go Paul Bearer. Yeah, he did. He's got Cotton L. The power to make all fabric have the touch, the feel of cotton. <laughs> and then he uh, he caught an Orban camera and sent us a, a, a video of it. Sweet. That's pretty cool. Clean your lands. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, zombie master. Mm-hmm. Quell those zombies. That's right. And uh, we go from the best of the zombies to the worst of men. Oh, no. Adam. Adam. <laughs> <laughs> He's got puns. There was once a pharaoh with a serious case of irritable bowel syndrome. <laughs> I like this one. Why? <laughs> Widely known as Poot uncommon. <laughs> oh, man. Worst man. <laughs> That's great. Um, here's a, a fun factoid that the, the Roma people of Europe mm. that uh, commonly refer to as gypsies, um, they got that name because Europeans actually thought they came from Egypt. Yeah. I didn't know that. So Yeah. Maybe even uh, worthy of a, a podcast one well, day of. The worst man agrees such. with you. 
He said maybe we should. Maybe we should. Now, is it a good idea or a bad idea? Because it came from the worst man. Oh. Tough call. Are you thirsty for the worsty? (laughs) (laughs) That was was pretty bad to tell. Oh, and he gives us a a really cool link to a cracked article about five ways in which every conspiracy theory makes uh, the world worse. Hmm. I'm I'm a fan of that already, so I'm going to check that out. Crack does some good stuff. Yeah, they really do. Mm-hmm. They do. They do. Sometimes they do our research for us a little bit, which is nice. Yeah, yeah. it's always it's always nice when we have an episode and I can find like a cracked top ten <laughs> things that you know Hollow Earth. Blah, yeah, uh, it, it, I love it. Thanks, worst man, Adam. Oh, the worst. You're the worst. You're the worst. Blah. Heard from Tyler. Hey, Tyler. Oh, what up, Tyler? Hi, Ty. <laughs> Tyler has want a drink. It's my tie, but it could be your tie. Gain superpower. (laughs) (laughs) What is it? It's the ability to pull the exact amount of toilet paper needed off the roll each time. Oh, but only for your previous bowel movement. (laughs) (laughs) What a great monkey's paw! (laughs) (laughs) Because there's that movie. You're like, what the hell? I'm like, oh yeah, (laughs) that got dark. That's awesome. One more. Much like Aquaman, the ability to speak to creatures of the sea, but only while attending county fairs. (laughs) (laughs) Oddly specific. Yeah, I like that one. (laughs) Uh, That's what he got. Thanks, Tyler. Yeah, I love mundane superpowers. I got to make a page. Yeah. Oh, man. We're talking uh, we're talking about updating the site too. And, yeah. And that would be an easy thing to add, I think. So Flora, hit me with a mundane superpower right now. I'll, I'm gonna hit you with them. We're gonna make them up right now. Boom. Okay. This is this is called uh buff fingers. Oh, okay. The ability to carry any number of plastic bags uh from the grocery store oh, home. That's barely <laughs> mundane. That might just be a superpower because that's <laughs> genuinely useful. I, you know, I've been, I've been yeah, doing bad yeah. ones, so I thought I'd throw a good That's one a good in one. there. I like that. Yeah, I've got one. I got one. Okay. Um, the ability to open a book directly to the page in the index that tells you where the page you want to find is. <laughs> <laughs> That's useful. I, I use that a lot. <laughs> yeah. It won't take you right there, but you'll, you'll get the page in the index yeah. nope. that will guide you to where Could you want to be. that for the Cahokia books that I have. <laughs> All right. Okay. Moving on. Moving on. Oh, it's my glorious email from Cromrad. Look. Ah, Cromrad. (laughs) Da. Da. What does Cromrad Luke have to say? He has made most compliment to us in manner of barrel full of monkeys for fun having. Ah, I love barrel full of monkeys. I feed vodka every night. He is new to finding podcasts and he's make funny laugh every time we are to talking. Uh, he's, he's like Russian Don Luke. Yeah. <laughs> Comrade Luke in the Gulag uh, <laughs> Garcia. <laughs> Comrade Luke. Once again, I must tell children about your attempts to make Mother Russia happy. He's only man to make love to Mother Russia. That's that's the Russian Sergeant Garcia. Yep. <laughs> there's one. At, there's one in every country. And Comrade also make podcast himself. Oh, he's about works of Robert Howard, or maybe guy who make Conan stories. 
I have a question. I'm told perhaps George Har Har Martin, perhaps Robert Jordan, I'm not remembering, also make writing of Conan stories. I think was George Har Har Martin. <laughs> no, no, no. You, you such make stupid with mouth. Is Stephen King make make Conan series? No, no very I'm, horrific death. I'm not making funny jokes. He's a real author. No, wrote Conan no. stories. I think was George Har Har Martin. Thank you, Cromrad Luke. Must uh, must make to agree yeah. and disagree. <laughs> His glorious understanding. <laughs> yeah. And uh, to end. In this round, we uh, uh, unfortunately almost ran poor Angie off the road. Oh. Yeah, listener Angie wrote in, uh, <laughs> and apparently uh, in the Golem episode, uh, our, our Pokemon guys <laughs> was almost her undoing whilst, whilst driving. Uh, sorry uh, about that. Should put a, a, a warning on that. I don't. I think. I think we've we've been in some discussions. What? Warning! Back in my day, we didn't have warnings on stuff. <laughs> No, you understand the risks when you tried to eat dairy. You would die from it. We had toys that would put your eye out. That's what they were made to do. The point was not to put your eye out and learn from it. I saved up for two years to buy a jagged wooden splinter to play with. (laughs) That thing lasted for the rest of your childhood. It was We had such memories with that jagged wooden splinter. Oh, thank you, Angie. <laughs> um, she also says that uh, you suggested the Supernatural, the show Supernatural, probably uh-huh. had a Golan episode. It does. Ah, oh, yeah. It's called Everybody Hates Hitler, and sticks surprisingly close to the folklore that we talked about. Awesome. Uh, that's really cool. I, I'm I'm gonna get into Super. I'm gonna start wa- watching it soon. I've run yeah. out of Community. I watched all of Community, so yeah. I'm needing a new show. Yeah, I mean, the, it's. The sun is setting on summer here in Chicago, so I'm already like starting to build my my summer bunker watch my winter bunker watch list. Yeah, and uh, uh, Angie says, "Do we think that uh, golems are any good at laundry? I I think they'd have to be. Except yeah, they're servants. I I don't know that you'd want to get them wet though. Yeah, um, not maybe not a good idea in that regard. So maybe you know, rubber um, gloves. Maybe they're dry clean only." <laughs> You see these these golems, you don't want to get them wet. These golems these days, <laughs> use, using these Maytag <laughs> machines. Hey, you, see what I'm tell- you see what I'm saying? <laughs> so thank you, everyone. Thanks, uh, Angie. Uh, I, I don't want to whet your appetite, but man, right on deck, next uh, listener mail, because you guys are still crushing us with it, and I love it, and we will get to all of it. Yep. Uh, Achillean Timon. Yep. TikTok. Lumberjack Nick. Your time is a coming. And, and we got plenty more. So many more. So thank you guys for Thanks. writing on. Don't stop. Please keep writing in. We do get to all of them, and I'm sorry that it's uh, late August and we're reading July. <laughs> yeah. 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 We'll, we'll, we'll get there. Yes, yes we're we tearing, will. Tearing through. We, we yeah. like, to, like to bring you the, the meat, and then you supply the dessert, and can't mm-hmm. have too much dessert at once. What are you, my mom? This <laughs> is zip. <laughs> Thanks, Obama <laughs> nanny <laughs> state. <laughs> That's that's why we do listener. That's why we do uh, listener only podcasts, listener mail podcasts, because it's all dessert. Yeah, it's like having your own tub of Ben and it's, Jerry's. It's and, like going and, down to the Dairy Queen and <laughs> getting a nice peanut butter and chocolate milkshake. Oh man, those are so good. Milkshake, milkshake. 
So go online. Yes. Go to Blurry Photos Podcast on Facebook and Boom. YouTube. Uh, subscribe to us on there. Like us on there. Y- you can go and give us a, a rating and a five stars. On, yeah. Um, I, I keep saying that. It's the same thing. Uh, review review is fun on I love on the iTunes. reviews. I just started reading them, and I, I, I did it a, a couple of weeks ago, and then I just did it again this last weekend. It It's great. It's I a great pick, pick us up. It yeah, really is. Thank you. Thank you. We're on uh, Twitter, blurry underscore photos. You can follow us on there. Help us maybe get to 100. We might have it by then. Yeah. But get us to 300 likes. That's right. We're tell your friends. So close. Tell, so your, close. tell everybody. Tell, tell people. Uh, get them hooked. We need a name for um, our fans. We we need like oh. uh, you know what I mean. Yeah, it never really crossed my mind, but you're like right. Chrononauts, but I like Chrononauts. <laughs> what has, chrononauts? has nothing to do with <laughs> what we are. But and if um, you like Tex-Mex food, you're on our side. That's right. That, that's about it. Yeah, we got to donate. To hit, yeah, hit the donate button. That, we that's really a great love thing. that. Uh, but other than that, for this episode of blurry photos i have been dilbat flurba <laughs> nice and i'm david details classified stecco oh redacted yeah <laughs> redacted so seriously floro what's under the eye patch you don't want to know no yeah i do you nice. don't want to know i mean you say that but i, I kind of do in your next lesson focus on discipline i gotta go Stecco fell in battle, trying to board up the door so they couldn't get in, but a stray nail flew from the nail gun. It grazed his shoulder, didn't hurt him much, but then he fell out a window. It was tragic. Make sure to take your Snickers bar and Vienna sausages. Now is the time to transmit listener mail. Ho ho, Don Luke. Surely you do not expect me to sleep at the Hacienda all by myself. Wait, we are doing a crossover. What is that noise? Beep boop bop. Eh. Beep boop bop. Eh, eh. It is Mecca Johnzilla. Run, 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 run. Oh, no. Mikey Wills has showed up. Please, everyone, gather around for this elegant, fancy feast. This situation requires Peyton Bob to repair it. Oh, bananas. Why are you so spotty? Is it acne or are you dying? You are fruit that has a less than optimistic outlook. I am one motherfucking dark lemon. This concludes transmission of listener mail and podcast. And <laughs> it's really hard to do for a while.